Hello listeners and welcome to Making It Make Sense with Isaiah, Jasper, and Theo. Make sure you go hit that like button, subscribe, and rate us on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. We put out new episodes weekly, so you want to make sure you don't miss a single thing. And while you're there, you can also leave us a comment or two. Or, if you want to reach us more directly, you can DM us on our official Instagram at Making It Make Sense with IJT, or you can also email us at Making It Make Sense with IJT at gmail.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Making It Make Sense with Isaiah, Jasper, and Theo. Uh, today, we have a very special guest. We have Latangela. Um, you know her from uh, Taina and also from Shark Tank, where she presented her grease bag. And she's here with us today. And thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Oh, thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. <laughs> Yeah, so we're going to just have conversation with you, get to know you more, um, and let the audience get to know you as well. So um, Isaiah will start us off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So obviously, um, I was super enamored with Grease Bags um, and just you being the founder. I was really excited to read about that. Um, and we love we love innovation from people of color and black. Yes. Um, so I guess I'd love it if you tell us a little bit about your journey as the founder um, of the eco or eco friendly brand. Um, how did you come up with the concept and what led to its creation? Oh, yeah. So it's 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 very interesting. And it's so funny because people are always like, you know, dang, I, you know, I, I don't know why I never thought of that. Or how did you come up with that? And yeah. I'm like, you know, I think we uh, we all invent, you know, every like multiple times a day. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we all say, you know, you know, if I made this, I do it like this. Or, you know, what, it'd be great if my vacuum did this or whatever. And mm-hmm. even an improvement is an invention. And so grease bags actually came out of my own like, you know, necessity. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I like I love to cook and grease was really a nuisance in my own kitchen, uh, <laughs> especially when I lived in an apartment that was, you know, it's a nice apartment complex and I had mm-hmm. valet trash and everything. But you know, the grease was a problem because they were throwing these trash bags on the back of these trucks and the grease was like, I don't care how many bags or how many, uh, I put in a coffee can and put a million plastic bags around it, it would still leak everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so they were like rodents starting to come around and everything. And I'm like, wait, whoa, is that because of me? And so they left the, <laughs> <laughs> and so, so they, left a, they left a note on my door like, yeah, you got to do something with your grease. And so this is like three flights of stairs down and around the oh, corner, man. around the bend and it's cold uh, in Texas, it gets ice and stuff so like I had to you know I was like look there has to be a better solution and years prior to that you know me and my brother had touched on the subject but Mm -hmm. it really I really honed in on like okay let me dig into it let me see if there's anything out there and if not I you know what I could do to create it and I just happened to be a fanatic of Shark Tank. So, you know, I'd always <laughs> told myself oh, along the years, I was like, if I come up with an idea worthy enough, I will, you know, take it to that show. I will try out for that show. So this was it. And um, they happened to be doing an open call mm-hmm. that year. And I went out and happened to get on the show. So it's just kind of crazy how it all went down. But it was it was a roller coaster. Even like Shark Tank was the hardest audition I've ever done in my life. Like, I was just going to ask you about that. Like, because listen, let me tell you, you shined in that power suit. Like you. Thank you. Look at that. I have a question. So you yeah. are. So when you when you do your credits, you know, you're an actress, you're a singer. Do you now put that you also are an inventor? Yes, I do. Um, I try to, you know, when it when it makes sense anyway. But yeah, I definitely try to do that and make it known because it is it's a part of the story now, you know. Um, and I, yeah, I've even wrote, written a children's book. So that was, you know, it's the author. Um, author. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but and a lot of times, you know, I'm like, I don't want to sound like I'm all over the place, but they're genuinely things that have come about over the years. It's not like I woke up one day and said, hey, I want to be author slash inventor slash, you know, <laughs> like it, was, it wasn't like that was my plan. It was just like 
really I'm just scatterbrained and you know You're a over monsterpreneur, the, monsterpreneur. Um, right, well monsterpreneur, exactly. <laughs> and these things have come organically over the years. I mean, when when I have, you know, instead of my hands just laying dormant when there's no auditions, when there's no, you know, there's no jobs, you know, when there's whatever, I'm like, okay, what can I do to keep myself busy? And so that's what comes about in those moments is are these So things. did you also patent this um um invention? This Yes, uh, yes. Awesome. Look at that. Yeah. Please yeah. continue creating. Yes, please. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I do. I have so many other ideas. I have some extension product extensions um, when it comes to grease bags as well. But, you know, I it, it actually became more than I thought it would be. You know, mm-hmm. as I dug into the problem, it really is a big problem. Like, you know, people throwing away their grease or disposing their grease the wrong way is really causing a lot of environmental issues. And that's I didn't me. know. I'm sorry to say, but that's me. Right, right. And it's, it's a lot of people. And it's honestly because they just don't know, not because they don't care. It's just they just don't know. They're like, wait, what? I didn't know it was doing all of that, you know? And so it's just like, look, it's a simple fix. Even if you don't use a grease bag, just, hey, a coffee can is better. But, you know, it's just there, you know, the, we have a problem with waste as it is and our landfills and the grease bag is better because it is biodegradable. It will decompose in the landfill um, and keep your waste whatever it is you know whether it be paint motor oil whatever cooking oil it'll keep it encapsulated so it doesn't leak back into the earth and contaminate things more so you know it we all the way around it it is you know we're, we're trying to basically protect the planet so you know and that's the you, big message oh sorry about that and wouldn't no, you say okay. wouldn't you say it's it's really i mean well over timely in a sense but i was going to say wouldn't you say it's incredibly timely um especially because now we're, you know, we're in a space in the world where, you know, people are talking about the environment a lot more um, mm-hmm. because of climate and whatnot. So I think you'd say it's pretty timely, uh, you know, for this to, you know, for people to really start getting involved in what you're doing in your home and how you're disposing of things. Am I right? Oh, definitely. I mean, even like in Canada, the stores are starting to, uh, the trend is where people are moving towards like, you know, you can't even put your product in this store if it's made out of plastic. If it's not biodegradable or compostable packaging, then we don't even want it on the shelf. So that's where a lot of stores and corporations are even moving. It's becoming a problem to that extent, you know, where it's like, look, we have to, you know, force people to see how big of a problem it is. And I, even Snoop had teamed up with Revolt TV. I saw it last year around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like, dude, you still drinking out of a plastic bottle? Like, we don't do that no more. Where's your glass <laughs> bottle at? You know? <laughs> so Listen, like, I love a glass. I love a glass bottle. I have one. Right. Right, done. <laughs> right, right. And I have one with my amethyst crystal in it. So I love oh, that. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> That's spiritual, yes. I love amethyst. Okay, got amethyst everywhere around my house, so yes. Uh, But yeah, so it's definitely um, become a a labor of love, I guess. It's very tough even, you know, it's a tough product, though. It sounds simple, but it's very tough because it is (laughs) eco-friendly because I really have to, like, cross my T's and dot my I's with everything. Even the wording on my packaging, you know, I have to stand up to everything that that I claim. And, um, you know, it, and getting the word out, it's just that I deal with, you know, an industrial side of things as well as like a retail side. So it's it's a big animal. It really, really is. So, But it um, sounds but like you are, it sounds like you're in the, like you're um, handling the wheel in driving this car perfectly, though. You sound like you're in control, just like a boss. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be. I definitely am trying to be. <laughs> yeah, and I'm 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 recruit I'm trying to recruit more help though now. You know, I just That's it's awesome. very unrealistic for me to do as many things that I have been doing and wear as many hats that I have been wearing is getting to the point where, you know, opportunities have been missed even because I don't have as many hands as I need on deck. Um so it's the interest is there, but it's so much interest that I have a lot of ground to cover. So yeah, I'm yes. I'm definitely trying to get some hands on deck now. I think that's so awesome, though. Like, I'm for me, like, personally, I'm just really inspired by your conviction with it, though, because like you said, you know, it really is you have to, you know, cross your T's and dot your I's and make sure you're really standing with conviction behind behind Mm -hmm. the product. So I really applaud you for that. That's really amazing. Oh, yeah. Not to mention, they look at me crazy when the when the black girl walks in the room talking about environmental issues and and the grease problem and 
exactly. speaking the language that the city speaks, and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> well, you know what? Like, Tell well, us you know. more about that. When yeah. you are, you're a woman of color. You're a black woman. Yeah. When you go into these rooms and you occupy. Well, first of all, space that any black woman should be able to occupy because black women can do anything. Right. Tell us, tell us more about that. What, what, wh- how does that make you feel? Tell us about those interactions. Yeah, it's it's weird because you know it's I don't know if they mean if they mean if they have the ill intentions, but you know for the most part I do. I get this look of like that they're puzzled, like. They're like, wait, this is your idea? Like, how did you come about that? And what 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 is your background for one? Like, do you are you are you a chemist? Uh, do you are you do you have a background in science? Um, even the sharks asked me that, but in the most respectful way. But there are times when you do get that. Well, you know, I thought you were gonna say, you know, you your business was fashion or makeup or, or something, you know, beauty related. You're so pretty, you know, like that sort of thing. And it's just like, look, okay, all right. Um, you know, but you definitely get that look of shock because I think they expect it to be you know a white dude or you know mm-hmm. older a, a older white man that's speaking to them in these in this you know these terms but even in the whole waste management space like there are hardly any women whether of wow. any color you know of any color so women in general really have um to be represented in this space because that's really like I'm also a vendor with the federal government and so that's my category really is waste management because it's pretty much what I do when you put it in a nutshell um and so even in that space you know I, I study the other women that are entrepreneurs in that space that even just have you know uh pick up trash services or you know um do do uh pick up sanitation for the city or whatever. It's very few women in that space. So um, in general, I think they're shocked to see anybody speaking that looks like me (laughs) speaking (laughs) about these sorts of things. And they're like, wait, what? So you found the solution? Oh, okay. Stop. We'll continue kicking their ass. Is yep. okay? Absolutely. I'm trying to show up and show out. (laughs) Show all the way out. Okay. Yes. Yes, we we do more than and and not knocking, you know, there's a uh, we have, you know, a lot of women of color in the fashion space and the makeup industry and in the hair industry that are are banging, you know, they are busting it out and they are doing their damn thing. And shoot, their their numbers are goals for me even, you know, so not knocking them at all. I just like people to know that we don't just do that. You know, we do a lot of things. We do. We do it all. We're moguls. (laughs) Yes. 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 And, you know, I want to talk to you about um, Taina. Yeah. um, About the importance of what that meant to a lot of um Afro Latinos or or young Latino kids um, right. in the early two thousands. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember the casting process for that show? I do, and it was I was actually cast on another show called Rep, um, oh, okay. and it was a Nickelodeon show. It was based off of a repertory company called City Kids, based out of New York City, and that's a real repertory company. And I was actually a member of that company, oh. um, and so they they scouted the idea of that show through that company that show just never saw the light of day we never filmed the pilot but what happened was oh, they wow. just moved me from and and taina was the thing that that knocked it off the table it was like no this is better let's go with this because the whole element of singing and dancing incorporating all of that would have been a part of rep as well and so they were like if we're gonna do this if we're going to be the one to set the tone like this, let's do it with this script. And so I understood completely, but that's what happened. And so they ended up moving me from rep where I was the lead on rep, but mm-hmm. um, they ended up moving me to, to Taina and giving me the role of Maritza. But I was so fine with it. I loved playing Maritza. You but could I was, tell you enjoy it. You enjoy I, it. Oh, it I so fine. loved it. Oh, my goodness. And everybody was like mad because after a while, like when you get used to playing your role, of course, you forget that, okay, I am the lead of the show. Like even Christina used to be like, I just, you just have so much fun though. You get to wear the craziest <laughs> clothes. Like I want to be you. Like I want to play Maritza. <laughs> so she didn't even care that she was the lead. But Maritza was actually supposed, I was only supposed to do six episodes. Also, I just wanted to know, you know, being um, I'm I'm I, I'm Afro Latino, and when I see saw shows like Taina, and I don't I can't recall or think of anything like that happening now ever happened again since then. 
Mm-hmm. And that representation was so important. Yes, you know, once again, we understand now in 2021, the importance of representation. And I think Taina was, was a, like years ahead of the game. And as someone that grew up in a Spanish-speaking home with a Spanish-speaking mother and Spanish being my first language, a show like that was so important. Mm-hmm. And uh, do you, um, have you ever, have, has anyone been able to let you know that? And have, have they ever been able to thank you for being a part of such a great experience? Yeah. Honestly, and I appreciate you so much for saying that as well. But I honestly, that is, I get so much of that from the fans. I think that is the thing that is the, um, that is the, the, the strongest thing, um, theme amongst the fans. I think that's the reason why everybody is still so loyal and still, you know, show us love is because of the importance and the impact that it had in the beginning. And it, because we were only on for two seasons, you know, so a lot of times people are like, well, season, I'm like, yeah, but you don't understand the impact that it had for the time that it was on. And because there was nothing else like it, um, Christina was the first Latina lead. Uh, and and she has been honored and and there's been numerous interviews even with Maria, the creator, uh, Maria Perez Brown. You know she's been interviewed numerous times. And so yes, they 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 people have sounded off over and over. So we're all so grateful for that. What we don't understand is why they didn't try to do you know a reboot or re- or a reunion special or anything to sort of ignite that fire again. But because there is just so much passion behind the show still, you know. Please, please let it, let the fire come back because I don't think it ever died down. You guys, from my understanding, the ratings were great. Yeah, they were. Everything was aligned in the way that it was supposed to. But, you know, unfortunately, Nickelodeon and these folks just didn't. Don't let black people. Bring it back. Yeah. 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 And it's and, and and the thing is, we're all in contact. I just saw Cass today, who was one of the writers. He's a head writer, um, and, and one of the creators of Taina. So he was actually in town. He's filming the show Atlanta, and he called me, and we had lunch today. We're all very much in contact with each other. Um, even Selena's, who did Orange's New Black for all those seasons, she was oh, like, yeah. "Girl, every interview that I do, I don't care what I'm titirosa every time." They don't care <laughs> how many episodes of Orange is New Black I do. They don't care what. I'm always Titi Rosa. So I'm like, see, right. I mean, it's just, it's just had such an impact. So we don't yeah. understand it. We have, I mean, me and Selena's even wrote our a version of a pilot script. Like, we were so serious about it. And we had, like, a meeting with Maria. Um, Nickelodeon happened to call. And they were in talks for a minute. We just, it fizzled out. And we don't know what happened after that. Oh. I'm pushing, oh, no. I'm putting all positive energy out there. Yes, and all yes. Yeah, a new yes. generation of children need to be inspired by each and every one of those souls, the way that I was inspired, and I'm sure right. that millions of other Latino and Afro Latino children mm-hmm. were inspired. So thank you, thank you, thank you again. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. And of course, at the time, we didn't know what we were doing. We were just enjoying <laughs> the fact, and so appreciative to have the job. You know, to have finally booked such a, you know, a, a recurring role on such so on a on a major, you know, network, and yeah. we were all just so so grateful for for being uh, in the position that we were in. We had no idea what type of impact it, it was going to have, and we were, you know, unfortunately, we know we could have had even more of an impact. Like, had we gone on, there's no telling. Oh yeah, you know, definitely. Uh, I definitely agree with that because it was a uh, show in uh, my childhood. This that's what part of my childhood. Yeah. So, you know, it definitely made an impact on me. Um, so what inspired, what was your um your inspiration for the character of Marissa? Because she was a diva, honey, and my favorite on the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy because Maria, the creator of the show, she was she based it, you know, loosely off of her life for real, you know. And so there were characters in that in the show that were real that were based off of real people. And Maritza was one. She was a she was a bully to her in school for real. And so I, of course, took it to the next level because I dressed like her for real in high school. Like I could show you yearbook pictures and I pretty much dressed like Maritza. So, like, I was the only one since sequins and feathers and stuff in high okay, school. Fashion. Okay, okay. I went to a professional performing arts high school, and they still was like, Why are you so dressed up every day? Like, I swear, I came in spacesuits, whatever. And I remember Levi's came to our school scouting like teen 
fashion forward teens and they saw me walking down the hallway and they're like what do you have on come here let me talk to you (laughs) (laughs) and they hired me and I was a fashion consultant when I was like 17 it's so crazy I have this article but it's like yeah so I was I that's what I brought to Maritza was there was that wild side um just the making her larger than life and Mm -hmm. just taking her to the next level I just had so much fun playing her so they let me kind of run with her we did a job. You brought yes, me you that, that oh, character. It was the breakout character. So, you know, for, you. for the fans, like, it was Christina Vidal's show. She, Taina was the show, but Marissa was, like, had her own spinoff in that show. Like, Marissa was in her own world. So oh, it was definitely in the plans. That was part of the plans, too, was a spinoff. And we, I mean, oh, a movie wow. was in the works. There was so much in the works. Like, you know, the albums that we were supposed to do. Uh, it, it was a lot. So it was, even to this day, I don't think any of us are over it. <laughs> I, don't wow. think, I don't think we've ever kind of emotionally healed from this thing all the way. So Just don't let the fire go out now. Okay. Yeah. Oh no. And, and, it, and it hasn't for me at all, but I don't think any of us for sure, you know, we definitely, Christina work works. So she's, she's definitely doing her oh, thing, yeah. but she still, she still feels like Taina was her, was her thing. And she's so willing to come back for us to do something again and so is everybody else so oh, that's beautiful all they have to do is say go and we got it you know we're here yeah. <laughs> yes um yes mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know i hope you guys come back and do a do a special or even reboot because i mean they're rebooting all these other shows so taina definitely needs to be brought back and given it okay. just to hashtag just yes. for taina because <laughs> and i'm still okay. not feeling yes yes know? Yes. And I'm definitely I'm actually working on a project as well with just uh, a few people. Um, I'm, it's in it's in limbo whether or not uh, how involved the hyena castmates will be, but other child stars from the industry as well. And that's a little different. You know, it's a different tone. It's just sort of one of those you think, you know, the story on people, but you don't. And people that you haven't seen for a while and kind of like what happened to that person. You don't really know what happened. You know, a lot of people think that everybody just fell off and, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really know. So this mm-hmm. is like, um, and a lot of us organically just came together. This wasn't something that I planned. We just ended up um, kind of coming back together and realizing, hey, I didn't know you were in my city. And, you know, we started hopping from L.A. to to Atlanta and just linking up with each other. And we're like, yo, let's just let's just put it on tape. Let's just see what happens. So oh, it's uh, so. we're working on a sizzle for reality type situation. Oh, that's, that's dope. dope. That's yeah. dope. That's gonna be interesting. So you mentioned transition. So my next question is, what was the transition like for you, come, come leaving the child star realm and trying to transition to the adult roles and acting? How was that for you? Oh yeah, that that's the interesting part, and that's the question pretty much for all of us. Because some people are like, "Well, did you leave the business, or did you, you know, did 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 the business leave you?" And it's like, really, I. I didn't. I don't think. I don't feel either way in my case. I feel like I tried to stay in as relevant as I possibly could, but I couldn't always. Honestly, you know, I went through a lot of the same things that everybody else goes through, even the financial struggles. So after a while, when you're not working, you know, and he, I, you know, there was and it's, the politics will put you in positions, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was supposed to be. Um, I was up for half and half. When we were on wow. hiatus. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Essence Atkins role, yeah, I was up for that role. And so I, uh, they actually wanted me for the role. They had me on hold. Mm-hmm. And we were on hiatus for Taina. They didn't know. And during that time, you weren't doing multiple shows like they're doing now. Not mm-hmm. as a recurrence. Right, right. And so they were like, okay, well, we don't know. And we don't know if we're coming back. And if we're coming back, we can't come back without Maritza. So we can't let her go. So oh, I ended wow. up losing that role. And then they didn't come back for a third season. Wow. So you would have been, been DD, but you would have been DD. Right. And yeah. that's what I'm saying. And so those types of things set you up not only by like career wise, but financially it kept, you know, keeps you keeps you afloat for the next thing. And so when time kind of goes by, it's like, okay. Um, you know, put you in different positions. So I couldn't stay in LA. I couldn't stay in New York. I couldn't afford to be there, you know, and then I had my kids. And I became mom, and I'm like, I'm not the one that's leaving mine on everybody's couch. I'm not doing all that. Sure. So, okay. you know, you know what I'm saying? So it mm-hmm. is what it is. So I had to do other things in the meantime to kind of keep myself afloat. And I was still auditioning. You know, there was 
virtual was a thing. It's not, it wasn't a thing like it is now, but right. you know, you were able to submit and I was traveling for auditions. I was showing up and being in the room, you know, when I, when I was, get, I was getting the callbacks and showing up and whatever. So I was always trying to keep myself relevant, mm-hmm. but you know, it just is what it is. And then it was like, okay, well, I'll write a book and a product. Yeah, you know, maybe the universe has other plans for you, bigger right. plans. Right. Hint, hint. Yeah. You know, and I actually would have never invented grease bags had I not had that downtime. I would have never, you know, written my children's book had I not had that downtime. And I actually got published. So it's one of those things where it's like I didn't publish it myself. I did get published. It was a small publisher, but mm. it just kind of those types of things just made me prove to myself what I can do. And mm-hmm. I think in those downtime, if I didn't have that downtime, I would not have proven that to myself. So you're right, you know, if God has his plans and I'm not questioning oh, yeah. it, you know, and I'm always going to be an actress. I'm always going to be able to do it. And I'm still here, you know, I'm in Atlanta now, um, you know, in the process of, of uh, looking for new representation, but I'm, you know, okay. putting those irons in the fire every day. Uh, I was very close to a series, not in, uh, just in recently, mm-hmm. um, but, you know. So I'm still out here, so you never know. And I'm like, when the right thing comes about, um, it, it'll happen. And then in the meantime, I'm still, this business has me so up. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I got a lot a going on. <laughs> you have a closet full of hats. And when you need to, you walk in there and you take the hat that you need mm-hmm. and yeah. keep it pushing. That's yeah. the perfect way to put it. Yeah. Yes, it is. I was just going to say that's a very perfect <laughs> way to put it. Because it is. And I, and I am um, grateful for that. Because, you know, once you get it all together and get it all organized and the wheels start turning the way they're supposed to and that machine is really working, you know, then people look at you like, you're a genius. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel crazy right now, though. <laughs> well, let me be the first to tell you, I'm sure not the last, you are a genius. You Thank are. you. You are Thank super you. talented. Thank Please you. Continue. Please continue. Please continue. You still have the fire of an actress. Mm-hmm. you still have now you have the fire of an inventor you just have a fire that's super flexible so keep pushing please oh definitely pushing. definitely oh definitely i'm so creative i mean writing writing um you know hopefully i i'd love to write projects one day you know screenwriting is well i have scripts and stacks of them that's another thing i did in my downtime but everything oh, is like i'm not the one to do things prematurely you know i don't have the budget for that right now <laughs> so I'm like, you know, but those are things that I'm like, let me get things ready. You never know when you come across somebody um, that may want to pick it up and, you know, may want to invest in it themselves. So, you know, you never know. Um, and mm-hmm. I hope that you're uh, working on some music because, you know, those vocals that you gave on Taina, like we oh live for them, honey. They're oh, like, I know Cash. <laughs> He was like, are you singing? And I was like, no, I have just been in limbo with a lot of stuff, but I Mm. want to, like, I've been in the studio, don't get me wrong, but there's nothing like, but just here and there, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's important for me. And I remember when I was younger and being in the studio heavy, uh, because at one time I was actually acting uh, I mean, singing more than I was acting right mm-hmm. before uh, I booked Taina. I was like in the studio a lot more. Um, and I, I was close to a lot of record deals. I was signed to a, a production deal, which was Mechadon back then. That's who Adina Howard and all them were signed to. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. But I was pending oh. with LaFace and all that. And I was in the studio with Deborah Cox. So that was like a bigger part of my career before Taina, before I booked Taina. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the role was perfect because I was able to do both and I was able to be in the studio um, and, and, and be on screen as well. So it was perfect for me. But um, I, I'm so used to working with a team, though, like a production team. So mm-hmm. just randomly going into the studio like, hey, come through, I, you know, what I'm saying put a few vocals on here. It's like I just been looking for that team where I can kind of build a sound with right. with because I don't know, yeah. you know. I don't know what it is I want to put out there right now. I can write and it'll sound like 10 different albums. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like, maybe this music is for somebody else. <laughs> variety is good, though. You can write all yes. different types of, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's but cool. I'm like, who am I? Who, who am I? Who would I like to, you know, establish myself as? Uh, so I don't know. I, I just like want to get in, this, in the studio and just work. You know, we'll see what happens. Well, please do. So you, you you find what you're you find your direction and what you want to put out because your vocals are iconic and we need them. We missing those vocals, you know. The girls you. now aren't you know they're not delivering those soulful stellar vocals nowadays. So we missing that. 
Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because my mom that's that comes from my mom and those old like albums she used to play and mm-hmm. you know, soul is embedded, plus they come from a gospel background as well. So that soul music is where it's at though. Yeah, they don't know about they don't know about that. <laughs> and what what kind of music what kind of music are you interested in? Like what what makes you what makes your vocal cords tingle? Yeah. Well, vocally it would be that soul R and B, soulful R and B. Um you know that that stuff that has those undertones of like what Aretha would be doing, mm-hmm. and um, you know the stuff that Faith used to do back in the day, and even the stuff that Beyonce was doing on the Me Myself and I albums, and you know what I'm saying like it was oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. those undertones where you singing like that, you singing, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like that type of stuff, and it's like soul though, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like that heart, like I like to say Faith is one of my favorites, like I'm so in love with her, and she was actually one of the um she was one of the i'd say the modern day vocalists because of course aretha and whitney and all of them of course mm-hmm. of course you know what i'm saying but on top of that faith just taught me what i could do with my voice so fully like you know i could just i don't know i resonated with her so yeah that's what really moves me um vocally but i like all kinds of music because i love me some bonnie Raitt. like she's so full to me you know shania twain is so full to me um but uh, I, I like, yeah. Oh, I love Adele. Um, I love all of them. And um, Jebba, Jebba Smith. Ooh, yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Okay, Ye- yes. Jebba will eat a Jebba. song alive. Okay, she will eat it alive. So that's what those those type of those type of vocalists move me. And I love what they what's out now. I just feel like a, you know I can't differentiate who's who a lot of times. I don't know. Everybody sound the same. Oh um, yeah, that that no distinction. I think you came from an era, you know, when you're coming up and doing your thing of artists that were unique, that yeah. were standouts, that were like you like you said, you were deep rooted in soul and gospel. So yeah. you know, when you mix that up together, that that gives you some extraordinary results. And you don't get that anymore. You get oh, a you lot of no, different. You knew who it was when you turned on the radio. You know it was Brandy. You know it was Monica. You know it was Elia. Uh, yeah. And everybody was equally great, and they didn't sound anything like each other. Nobody. Everybody didn't have to be screaming their heads off. Some people sang low. Some people sang high. Some people sang yeah. louder. Mm-hmm. But it was it was fine. You know, you had Total, you TLC. Mm-hmm. You know, where they just easy Same with simple. it, and we loved yes. it. You know. So but it's they just could like, sing, but they could all yes, sing, you know? yes, it wasn't, and everybody. It wasn't Yes, yes. So, and everybody's just doing the same things. I feel like, you know, I, I do like artists like her. I, I respect her. So, I think mm-hmm. she's extremely talented. Um, um, uh, and uh, what's the what's the other girl? Uh, Edda, uh, uh, what is her name? Boot up, boot up. LMA. 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 Oh. She's right on the tip of my tongue. I like her <laughs> as well, but she sounds different. I know who she is when I turn on the radio. So, this I think that. Mm-hmm. We just said something about singing low. Um, because you know, you just said singing up, everyone was singing, folks can sing up or sing low. Someone yeah. like Tony Braxton today won't be able Tony. to make it. Yeah. and Tony, I was just listening to her new song on the radio. She has such depth to her voice, it's so sultry, like and I was thinking about it, you know, like some people and Tamar is like equally has a great voice, but it's like some mm-hmm. people would prefer t- Tony, you know, because of the easiness of it because yeah, they want to mm-hmm. ride and listen. And some oh, people yeah. would prefer Tamar because they want to shout and get up and, you know what I'm saying, dance around the, the room. So it's yeah. You know? Tony's but it's like, emotions. Uh, Tony's but, like, uh, a, like putting on a warm blanket. Like, oh, she, yes. you know what I mean? Like, she just Very has solid. that. Just, yes. Drinking some hot chocolate when it's 12 degrees outside. <laughs> I was going to say Christmas, hot chocolate, fireplace. That's Tony Braxton. Okay. That's- <laughs> Strike that fire. Yes, up. that's Tony. Yeah. Yes, love, love, love them. But I love them both. But yeah, I just feel like people should respect that though and stop trying to make everybody sound the same. Like, why do you want everybody to be the same? It's not fun. There's, there's nobody because they, they don't have that, you know, unique uniqueness from individual artists anymore. So they, their only question is to try to make everybody sound the same now because there's no individual, you know, not many like there was back in the 90s and early 2000s, like, you know, uh-uh. whatever individual. But you heard vocals. You knew that. You knew who was who. Like you said, Tony Blair. You knew who was who. You knew that was Deborah on the video, or Mariah, mm-hmm. or 
or Fantasia or, or Tony. You, you knew mm-hmm. this is the, the, who was signing. So, yeah, different you definitely do it, and I I miss those times. But even then, when I w- I would have auditions with record labels, I used to hate. And my mom used to hate it too. She would go in because she's a singer. She's like, "Why do you want her to sound like everybody else?" Because they would be like, "Who do you compare yourself to?" You know, oh, they like, right. "Who do you compare yourself to?" And I'm like, you know, I don't compare myself. It was got to be somebody. Like, if you could though, and she'd be like, "Why do you want her to?" And it's just like, yeah, I hate that question though. Like, why would you want anybody to? It's kind of, it's very much, um, I feel like it's, it's like, okay, though, like a label will go, oh, okay, well, oh, this works and this sold a lot. Okay, so we need mm-hmm. this one, this one, this one, and this one to all sound like this one. So then we exactly. Work, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's so, it's so whack. Like, everybody becomes robotic. You know, this worked, like you said, it sold this many albums, so let's do it again. Absolutely. It's replication. Mm-hmm. You know, Latangela, I heard you mention your mother twice. Yeah. How, how important was your mother um, helping you guide, guide you through this uh, industry and, and keeping you safe and not allowing, you know, the predators and the vultures come around you? Oh, she was everything because my mom did not play. Um, <laughs> she was always there. She never let me be in studios by myself, even when it was people that I knew um, and friends of mine. She was just like, no, I mean. If they requested for her not to be in the studio, she would be like, no, why? What is it that I can't be here for? Like, uh, my mom is a vocalist. So a lot of times she contributed to the session, like really, you know, whether it be a harmony or, or writing or whatever, or giving me some vocal mm-hmm. pointers. So she was actually helpful and she wasn't overbearing. She fell back. She wasn't that momager that everybody's scared of. <laughs> you know, so over. She, she wasn't trying to take over. But. No, not at all. And she didn't have a reputation for that, you know. So yeah. I was, I would argue with more people than she did. She'd be like, all right. But it would be me more than anything. So she was actually like, she was very instrumental in that, though. So she, she didn't play. And if there were any predators around, she didn't give them a chance to try me. So, you know, um, a lot of times, like if I was in the room with some people that were like, oh, he didn't try you this way. And I'm like, he didn't have a chance. So I'm not saying you're lying, but my mom was too close for anybody um, and to do anything. beautiful. Shout out to your mother yes. for keeping yes. you safe that way. Because, a lot, um, you know, you're hearing those things now where, you know, the parents, yes, you know, they went, they, they went on a coffee run or they were leaving a child alone with someone that they trusted. And mm-hmm. the fact that you keep mentioning your mom and you just share that story lets me understand that the importance of a parent that wants to protect their child and their child innocence is important on that journey in that industry. Oh, it is. And I've heard some horror stories that she didn't even let me ride in the car. Even we're going to the same place. I'm not riding in the car without her. Like, you know, so that it was definitely like that. And it was, and I didn't care, you know, it was like, why not? You know, cause I don't want to be in this car by myself anyway, but yeah, it's very important. So that's why I have no sympathy sometimes when I hear certain stories about certain parents, and I will name n- n- any names. Yeah, but, but we, we you know, all know. Right. But it's like I have no sympathy because you really could have nipped that in the bud yeah. if you wanted to. Absolutely. You know? And it's about yeah, protecting. It's about protecting, um, you know, protecting children in that industry. And so your, mo- yeah. your mother did a really wonderful job. Um, I also wanted to ask, so speaking of, and you being a mother yourself as well, mm-hmm. Um, so what was, uh, and I know you said you wrote a children's book, what was your inspiration behind that? And can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah. So military brats is my children's book. Um, it's military brats with the Z, but, um, I, I titled it that because I am a military brat. I'm also a little bit of a military brat. Are you really (laughs) air force? So army, I know, I know air force is better, but yeah, it's way better. (laughs) My sister-in-law is air force. Um, my parents are both retired, uh, army. So I was like, okay, military brats yes yes love it I love my military gear and everything I just I wear it still I still have my flight jacket my dad gave me when I was 14 right I I wear it all the time the memorabilia I I love yes you know keeping that and stuff so it's it's oh I know yeah I didn't have to move like as much like 
because my um my parents chose to let me stay with my grandmother just for like my like mild stability but like i'd go like certain times like to texas virginia like all that different jazz but you know yeah (laughs) no and yeah it's definitely it was definitely a lot of moving around but i my dad retired when i was really young but he started he still did like government contracting which he still does right now my mom does too does she really so (laughs) yeah it's like you still live the military life really still um it's just like it you know we've lived on and off the bases as well or right outside the base you know but we still hopped around different countries um but the book was a base it's it's an anti-cyber bullying book though for for young children oh nice. yeah and the military brats are superheroes in the story and the reason why i just chose those kids to be the superheroes um and they're really teaching that all, teaching kids that all kids can be superheroes that, that are that all kids are superheroes but it's because of their resilience as military kids you know with all the moving around you're always the new kid you're subject to a lot of bullying and you got to be real resilient when you're a military kid it's like you know you gotta have some thick skin so um and they deal with a lot and so I just use them as my as my you know star characters but it's all about you know um positive energy and kind of teaching kids about cyber safety in a way that's not scary because it is for the younger kids and um when I toured the schools a lot of the um faculty was like you know this is really cool because we have to incorporate cyber safety into our curriculum it's mandatory but it's boring the stories and you know the subject matter is real boring kids aren't into it but they were like this is really cool though and you know this is a fun way to tell the story and to teach the lessons and I think and the kids were really really into it so um yeah it's 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 different it's different I I often have to explain like what is military about military kids or is it about this but I'm just like once you get into the characters though it's just I'm just trying to highlight military kids as a character um they're just not highlighted you don't see them in cartoons you don't see them as puppets on sesame street you don't see them you know you don't and so i'm just like they're just the star characters but it's really about you know cyberbullying and just keeping teaching young kids the safety of that and it's a story you know it's about positive energy and how we can just combat that real easily and being strong and, and um, they're talented kids. They sing. And I tried to make it fun and it is a series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I started off writing as a cartoon, but um, it segued into a book. So I said, maybe I'll get back to a cartoon later, but, but yeah, so it is available on Amazon if anybody wants to check it out, but, um, but hopefully I can that's, get it republished. And that's the second thing I'm buying of yours from Amazon. Uh, I was going to say, I'm <laughs> that's two things that <laughs> Keep it on, keep it up. I'm keep gonna it up. You don't have to sell out. <laughs> right, <laughs> we're right. We're about to have all of your items in the house. Now. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate you guys so much because yeah, they've been around for a minute, but I, I gotta get back on my horse and start marketing things. You know, some things have been like, okay, pause for a minute and get back to it so I can start pushing all this stuff out there again. But yeah. So are you gonna expand your uh, military branch? Are you gonna expand it into uh like more se- more uh Series like making more books or more stories about about the uh, military brats. Are you going to expand? Yeah, they're they're actually outlined already. Um, I still have to flush out a few, but I've 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 outlined about five or six stories already. So you know, whenever Ooh. I kind of get a machine behind me, like I said, a, a good publisher, mm-hmm. and you know, can can get get those cranked out, I definitely will for sure. Because we awesome. need to turn it into a series or uh, bring to bring it to life. Bring your story, your your series to life. It'd be awesome. To see I would love it. Story. I would love it. I would love to see it as a cartoon. I've been approached to, to turn it into a play, but a cartoon would be amazing. So um, definitely those yeah. for the children. Yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's not anything really out there touching on that even now. You know, it's just not for the young kids. Representation. As far as cyberbullying is concerned. Yes, so. representation matters. So we're. So where can we find your first bags? Where can we buy them? Where can where can our viewers purchase them? Yes, yeah, so uh, grease bags are available on Amazon as well as my book Military Brats, and then you can also go to greasebags.com and you can order them from there as well, and also read more about the product. Um, you can email me with any questions you may have or any requests, and 
yeah, so that's pretty much it. And we're working on our, our getting on, getting it on the shelves. Like, it's definitely on the way. So yeah. hopefully you guys will see yeah. it in your targets. And Kroger just approached us. So we're work we're working on a lot of things. So it's like, I like I said, I need more hands on deck because I can't keep up. You know, I probably could have been <laughs> in there. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I know. I'm yeah. so excited just for Me everything too. coming, you know, yeah. for the future. Um, you know, and also I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. It really means a lot to us. I mean, I would say the same, right, Theo and Jasper? <laughs> yes, oh. I, 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 I'm really, really grateful that you chose to do our humble podcast. Yes. I want to thank you, uh, Latangela, your actress, a singer, an inventor, a mom, a military brat, and a phenomenal <laughs> woman. And I appreciate you being here with us. Yes, oh, thank you. I, <laughs> oh no, I want to I want to thank you guys for having me. You know, Jasper, me and Jasper, we we kick it all the time. On <laughs> so that's bro right there. He know that's family. Thank you too for coming on and accepting our invitation to come join me and my bros on this show. Because you know yes. you're my girl, and I had to get you of on. Course. Here. I had to get the queen on here. I had to, I had to, <laughs> and you know I appreciate you. We still got to get our TikToks popping and stuff. We so yes. late. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got to get our stuff popping. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, please on TikTok because I'm a TikTok addict. I wa- okay. I, I will literally go into a spiral of just watching like TikToks. Like, it's, it's oh, I know. Awesome. And my you and my cousin, she calls me. She's like, you got to do this one. You got to do that. One. I'm like, girl, I want to. I just don't have no time. But I gotta get I my know. life together. It's, right? It's time consuming. It's time. It is. It is. But we have to do it though because it's too much fun. Yeah. And I, I just started one for grease bags as well because oh. I I actually put my grease bags promo up on my tiktok page and that's the only video that went viral like it went stupid and it was like yeah and it was just so it was a huge conversation people were arguing about grease and stuff it was crazy over there so wait i'm gonna head over to and so should everyone else all of our listeners head on over to tiktok yes grease bags immediately (laughs) yes go to grease bags and then if you go to i am underscore latangela you'll see the grease bags promo there that's where the video originally went viral but you can see like the crazy conversation but i just started the grease bags tiktok so i'm thinking Mm -hmm. of some stuff to put up there and just get it all going like this it's a job social media is another job and it would be so great because I have a lot of ideas for content if I could just have the setup there and be like hey okay team I need y'all to come together let's knock this video out but having to kind of do it all myself it's just a lot so I'm just like a team is everything at the moment Absolutely. <laughs> yeah Absolutely. but you'll it's coming it. you'll get it you will get yep. it honey we're gonna let you go. You know, we're gonna let you go so we can, you know, you know, give you your rest of your evening. We are glad you came and joined us and gave us some of your time. We don't want to take take too much of your time. Oh your no, I appreciate face. you guys. I am going to get in here and finish eating my leftovers from lunch today because I didn't finish. <laughs> Come on, <that's> <laughs> Listen. I mean, that food was good, though. <laughs> Listen, boss babes need rest as well. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So Cass took me out to, um, shout out to Rock South here in Atlanta. That food is amazing. So I got to go yeah. in here and finish that. Come on, ATL, ATL. Yes. Yes. Well, we thank you and you, um, thank you for being a part of our podcast. And until next time, everybody. And thank you, Latangela. Thank you guys. Good night. Much love to you. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Bye. Life. I wonder. Will it take me under? I don't know. Imagine smoking weed in the street without cops. 
cops harassing. Imagine going to court with no trial. Lifestyle cruising blue Bahama waters. No welfare supporters. More conscious of the way we raise our daughters. Days are shorter, nights are colder. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot, my son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Trooping out of state for a plate. Knowledge, if coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have the top dollars. Imagine everybody flashing, fashion, designer clothes. Lacing your click up with diamond rolls. Your people's holding dough, no parole, no rubbers. Going raw, imagine law with no undercovers. Just some thoughts for the mind. I take a glimpse into time, watch the blimp read, the world is mine. If I Imagine that. I free all my sons. I love them, love them, baby. Black diamonds and bars. Could it be if you could be mine, we both shine? If I Today, in these last days, it's a way to be paradise life relaxing. Black, Latino, and Anglo Saxon. Amani exchanged the range. Cast, Lord Travis, your bath. Free at last. Brand new whips to crash. Then we laugh in the illa path. The villa houses for the crew. How we do? Trees for breakfast. Dime sexes have been stretches. So many years of depression make me vision. The better living. Type of place to raise kids in. Opening eyes to the lies. History's told foul. But I'm as wise as the old owl. Plus the gold child. Seeing things like I was controlling. Click rolling, tricking six digits on kicks and still holding trips to Paris. I civilized every savage. Give me one shot, I turn tripe life to lavish. Political prisoner, set free, stress free. No work release, purple and threes and jet skis. Feel the wind breeze in West Indies. I think Coretta Scott King, mayor of the cities in reverse things to Willie's. It sound foul, but every girl I meet to go downtown. I'd open every cell in Attica, send them to Africa. Africa. Imagine that. Making moves in Atlanta back and forth scrambler Cause you can have all the chips Be poor or rich Still nobody want a nigga have a shit If I rule the world and everything in it Sky's the limit I push the Q45 infinite It wouldn't be no such thing as jealousies or be felony Strictly living longevity to the destiny I thought I'd never see but reality struck Better find out before your time's out What the fuck If I rule the world Imagine that Imagine that I free all Love them, love them, baby.